0: happy wednesday morning to you it is march 22nd i'm adam wright you're listening to roadmap to heaven here on covenant network and it's all you know know i'm gonna say it you know i'm gonna say it it's good to be with you today and it is it's good to be with you each and every Day. Today on the show, we've got a lot coming up, so let's get started with prayer, and then I'll tell you a little bit about what's on tap today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, once again, it is just a joy to be with you this morning. On the show today, we are going to be talking with Corey Grizzle. We're going to have some more story time about marriage with Corey. And today, we're going to be talking about being open to having children. And uh, it can be a daunting prospect, but Corey's got some great words for us on that. Then also for our radio listeners today, we are going to be hearing about purifying our internal senses, and we're going to continue talking about prayer uh, in the homily series from Father Kirby today. He's got a a new form I've never heard of before, and I, I look forward to sharing that with you later on in the show today. Let's go first, though, to Mike Roberts and today's weather and saint of the day.
1: Today is the feast day of St. Nicholas Owen, who was a martyr. Born in Oxford, England in 1562, Nicholas was the son of a carpenter. Growing up with a great faith, he followed in his father's footsteps in both vocation and devotion. But it was a dangerous time to be a Catholic in England, especially for a priest. Nicholas spent 20 years using his skills to build safe hiding places for priests across England. It was during a period of time known as the Penal Times when a series of statutes punished Catholics for practicing their faith. Whenever Nicholas set out to design these hiding places, he began by receiving the Holy Eucharist and then he would turn to God in prayer throughout the long, dangerous construction process. He became a Jesuit lay brother in 1580, though his connection was kept secret. After saving the lives of many priests, including two Jesuits from the Tower of London, he was finally caught in 1594. Despite being tortured, he refused to disclose the names of other Catholics. He was freed following a ransom payment and continued his work to protect priests using several aliases, including Little John. He was arrested again in 1606 and subjected to horrible torture until his death. He was canonized in 1970 as one of the 40 martyrs of England and Wales. St. Nicholas Owen, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day.
0: Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Last time Corey Grizzle was with us, I said we've been talking about marriage over the course of a few weeks. Really, it's turning into story time with Corey, and that's okay. I like that. Uh, Today, Corey, we're talking about one of those topics we all love to talk about and yet we all hate to talk about, and that is family planning. And, Mm -hmm. Lord, I want to be open to as many children as you call me to have. And sometimes we add that caveat, but on my schedule and on my Mm -hmm. terms, right? And that is not what God's calling no. us to.
2: No, it's not. And last time we talked about the detachment of ourselves and our our money. And this time, it's really about the detachment um, from ourselves and our own selfishness and probably our time and our desires and, and some of our dreams that we have. and um, Which isn't a bad thing, because our dreams from 20 years ago is certainly different than they are now. So, um, you know, when you talk about marriage and you're going into a marriage, and this is one of the topics that should come up if it doesn't, (laughs) is how many children do we want to have and what do we we want our family life to look like? And um, so I am the youngest of six children. And um, my mother was very devout Catholic, and she was very much challenged as a um, college student in her Franciscan um, University. Not at Franciscan; she was at actually Quincy College, but they were run by Franciscans, and so they were challenged very much about what do you believe and why do you believe it. And she took that very seriously. And then you know when she graduated college, and she's like, okay, well the church is right because I figured out all of these other different things that they were absolutely right on. So. Once you you know you get out into the world, you don't have to question so much when you've really gotten that down. And so you know when the when humanity came out in 1968, she I think she already had four children, um, but she said, "Well, yeah, duh." <laughs> like it didn't. Of course that that totally makes sense. Um, but their story is that they had five children, and they had uh, two boys and three girls. And they were they were done because everybody had a brother, everybody had a sister. We were all happy, no problems. And then four years later, I came along. So, you know, when you grow up, hearing your mother introduce you to other older adults or whatever, and they say, yeah, we don't know where she came from, but we're sure glad she's here. and <laughs> And I would repeat that all the time in different stories, like yeah, we she, we don't know where she came from, but we're sure glad she's here. And I was out one night with friends of mine, and my mom was um, was along with me, and um, she made that exact comment. And Todd had never heard her say that before. My husband and he stopped and he goes, "Oh my gosh, you say it the exact same way." <laughs> so when you hear it for thirty years, <laughs> so that stuck with me for so long. That was really my mindset because. If you don't know where I came from, but you're really glad, it, like, if you stopped at five, there was a lot in 1970s, there were a lot of options to stop having children. And if they had decided that, yeah, that's what we wanted to do, I wouldn't be here. Like, I grew up with those thoughts all the time. So I thought, I thought that it was arrogant to pick a number. And it was, it was really very popular to say, how many kids do you want? You know, I want two, I want three, I want a boy and a girl, I want two. And like, who how how do you how do you choose that? <laughs> who says that? You know? And so it just it, it rubbed me the wrong way for a very long time. So um Todd and I dated in high school and college, and this was one of the things we agreed to disagree about. He was one of three, I was one of six. He's like, three's good. I said, Oh, big family's good, that'd be fun. <laughs> it's like, no, we want three. I'm like, Mm, okay. Mm, yeah, I know. So <laughs> we just agreed to disagree, right? And then we got engaged and we had a date six months later and we said, oh, we probably need to figure this out, right? So we went to our local Archdiocesan NFP class and just to see, you know, how it worked out. And it was it was chock full of scientific evidence. It was chock full of numbers, <laughs> <laughs> which was wonderful um because that's that's what he believed in right it was okay the numbers make sense this actually makes scientific sense we can follow this we can do this this is fine so we signed up for the class and we followed it and um and it was it was fine it worked just just fine and um you know we were a year in and we had our first baby um or we had you know the announcement the first year after that so but within those times then you realize we're not in control and um and so with every you know subsequent baby and the more we learn about the church and the more we learn about how the church is right in these different areas then the more we kind of give up that control and say you know we can do this. So it was it was it's a gradual thing and it and it came from many different decisions.
0: I love when I tell the story of our experience, you know, that we we got married in August and then nine months later, welcomed James, mm-hmm. into the world. And, and, and we absolutely, that was the plan. That was the hope. That was the intention. We loved it. And then, you know, he's turning about nine months, 10 months, 11 months old, and we start getting that, you know, he's growing up and we miss holding the newborn baby. And just as God's timing worked out uh, with biology, it's. Well, it was time to be expecting number two to come along. And then there was the ectopic pregnancy, which was one of the Mm -hmm. scariest things we went through. And then that fear of if Beth gets pregnant again, are we in for another just – depressing scenario i mean the biggest grief i think we've ever gone through in our marriage was losing a baby mm-hmm. and then that trust of okay god but we're ready to try again if you're ready to try again and i i call the kid that came after that ectopic pregnancy the bringer of joy mm-hmm. and then with number uh, four on this earth there were tears with the positive pregnancy test and i can't say honestly that the first tears were tears of joy mm-hmm. they were tears of joy <laughs> but not necessarily the first one and especially with with our youngest it was like what are we gonna do? Where are we <laughs> gonna put this kid in this house in this small little south city house and and yet it's all worked out you know and and people say, are you ready for number six and I say, well, you know I'm open to number six mm-hmm. if God sends the minivan right, uh, right. <laughs> or, or sends the extra road because we're out of room in the minivan right and we're out of room in the house and uh it's not undoable, but it's one of those things that's like all right, Lord, if this is what you're calling us to." Wow, you've upped the trust factor on this from you know kid number one, where it's like, well, yeah, this is what you do—you get married and you have a kid. Mm,
2: yeah, so it was a little bit more opposite for us. I think he wanted to definitely have some more money. He definitely wanted to have a little bit more um, stability, um, and so that's why we're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna start this family. We start get married, but we're just gonna wait for a while. We're gonna wait for a while, wait for a while, and so. Um, you know, he was okay. I I was always pushing. I'm like, okay, now, okay, now, okay. It's <laughs> you know? like, no, and so you know, it wasn't really an exact moment planned. Whatever, it just came. It came within a year. Yeah, we were both scared. Yeah, we were, you know, didn't understand. Um, you know, what kind of troubles were coming along our way. Um, second one came really fast. Um, third one was a little bit more planned, but still, they were every other year. We have ten. We have one in heaven. Um, so that makes eleven, um, and so you know. But but after the third one, and then we really planned the fourth one because we had two girls and a boy, and we're like, okay, the next one's going to be a boy, right? <laughs> we're totally in control, right? <laughs>
0: you figure that one out. Yeah. We have listeners that would love to know the secret, <laughs>
2: right? We had five girls in a row after our oldest boy. So um, yeah, it's it's been it's been lovely, but. It is every day is a different type of decision. Every day, and um, the, the the closer you get to Christ and the closer you really understand that He has your back in everything, that if you are just having some anxiety and some troubles and some, I don't know how this is going to happen, I don't know where we're going to get this from, I don't understand you know we we just bring it to Christ and whether we can sit in our bedroom and cry about it and talk about it or whether we can go to mass or go to the holy hour around the corner just take it and say i don't know what to do god i i don't know how to handle this i don't i don't get it you know why would you do this to me And then realize years later that this is why you would do this to me, because I am so much happier. I am so much more dependent upon God than upon anything that is created by this world without the best intentions. And that's given me so much peace.
0: Indeed. Well, this has been... A fun topic to talk about, and it's always interesting to hear everyone else's stories about how they've approached that radical trust of, Lord, however many kids you call us to have, I mean, that that's what we're open to, but uh, please send away for all right. of this as well. So, Corey, I look forward to our next conversation on Marriage Storytime with Corey Gerson here <laughs> on Roadmap I think we
2: have a new podcast <laughs> we, title. We
0: we'll be back after this. Prayer in a Time of Waiting
1: All-powerful and ever-living God, guard our churches, our homes, our schools, our hospitals, our factories, and all the places where we gather. Deliver us from harm
0: and peril. Protect our land and the peoples from enemies within and without. Grant an early peace with victory founded upon justice. Instill in the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere a firm purpose to live forever in peace and goodwill toward all. This we ask through Christ our Lord, Amen. Quick catechism question for us this morning: In the Catechism, we're in the uh, 2000s. We're in Part Three, Life in Christ, right around paragraph paragraph twenty two twenty one. Um, who is responsible first and foremost for the education of children? Is it church? Is it school? Is it the local community? Who is it? It's the parents. You know this. But it's a good reminder for us because sometimes we get on that autopilot mode and we say to ourselves, oh, well, you know, school's taking care of that. I don't I don't need to worry about that. You know? And I love my kids' teachers. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love my kids' teachers. They do a great job. But it's important for me as a parent to sit down with them periodically, a couple times a week, and say, what are you learning in school this week? And then also... To supplement, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I should say I supplement what the school teaches or the school supplements what we teach, you know, because Beth and I, by virtue of our kids' baptism, we are the first teachers of our children. But to say, all right, are, are they learning ex- what I want them to learn? Are, are they learning what I have a responsibility to teach them? So I'm really excited. I've been thinking about this because James, our oldest, is at that age where I've got some video series that I watched when I was about his age that really helped me fall in love with the faith. And I've got this whole plan of like, all right, dude, we're watching. We're going to watch some videos together because he's inquisitive and he'll watch and he'll pay attention and then he'll ask questions. And I'm really looking forward to it. So, you know, Saturday movie night may not be a uh, drama or a comedy or an action packed thriller. It might be growing in our faith. And that is just all right with me. Let's get you one more check of the weather here this morning and then the daily dose of encouragement. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network.
2: Active consecration to St. Joseph. Oh, dearest St. Joseph, I consecrate myself to your honor and give myself to you that you may always be my father, my protector, and my guide in the way of salvation. Obtain for me a greater purity of heart and fervent love of the interior life. After your example, may I do all my actions for the greater glory of God, in union with the divine heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary. O blessed St. Joseph, pray for me that I may share in the peace and joy of your holy death. Amen.
0: As we've been going through the Daily Dose of Encouragement this week, I can't help but think of some puppets from my childhood singing this song, Pass It On, Pass It On, and it was all about a gift that they passed from one person to the next person to the next person. How appropriate that is for this week that we're talking about passing on the greatest gift we could, our faith. To our children and here with another encouragement is patty schneier
3: well i'm talking about being bold and intentional monday was about being bold and intentional about the eucharist yesterday we talked about being bold and intentional about your time specifically prayer time modeling that for your children today i'm going to encourage all parents to be very bold and intentional about teaching your children sexual purity Why? Why? What does this have to do about passing on the faith? The stakes are so high. They are very high. This is where the culture wants to suck our children right out of the church, portraying the church as outdated or bigoted or hateful in regards to the dignity of the human person and the call to love chastely. I have to challenge parents on this because, unfortunately, if we think that chastity is only for our teens, if we think that that's only for our teens, we are wrong. We are absolutely wrong. And if our young people can't see the beauty of the church's teachings, nor convinced of the truth for human flourishing and happiness, they are going to fall for sex outside of marriage, for cohabitating, for same-sex lifestyle is just another equal form of love, and they're going to fall for that transgender ideology. There are so many ways that we have to be very bold and intentional. I recommend Theology of the Body, parents diving into this, getting the vocabulary yourself, teaching your children the importance and the beauty of the church's teachings regarding the human body, and by all means, in your own life, live chastely and model that for your children.
0: A good friend who does chastity education once said to me, Adam, I know it's not a comfortable conversation to have with your children, but if you don't have it, someone else will, and you will have zero control of what your children are taught. So, Patty, while it is a challenging encouragement for us today, it's a necessary one, and thank you for bringing it. I feel like I shortchanged you this morning on our uh catequiz, so I'm just gonna throw you this way. I don't even know how to phrase this as a question, but if you go over to Facebookdeck dot com slash roadmap radio, Facebook.com slash roadmap radio, I am going to share something you don't get to see uh, every day, and that is and it happened yesterday in the Diocese of Jefferson City, which, to all of our friends listening on KHJR St. Thomas, uh, we want to thank you for being with us this morning out in Jefferson City, and everybody in the diocese. There's more than just KHJR St. Thomas. But the reason I mention it yesterday is part of the cathedral renovation for the first time ever in the history of the Cathedral of St. Joseph. They're going to have actual honest-to-goodness bells, evangelizing by tolling the hours, by tolling the Angelus, by tolling before Mass, by peeling. And th- those are different words, like tolling, kind of a sad ding-dong, you know. But peeling, when we think of on Easter, you come out of church and the bells are just singing and it's almost as if they're dancing they're so vibrant and and, and busy uh, it's so many great things they had the blessing of bells yesterday with Bishop Sean McKnight and it's uh, quite something to see it's something you don't see every day so if you go to facebook.com slash roadmap radio I just shared the video, that uh, the post from the Diocese of Jefferson City there, and you can check that out. They actually have a video of the full, not just the highlight reel, but the full video. If you click on the post, you can get that. Why are these things important? Well, you know, everything we use for liturgical worship is important. I used to have to remind myself that even the, the purificators we use, their only job is to help Keep things clean? No, actually, a little bit of question mark on that. Even the purificators. What, what? In any other circumstance, we might regard as a napkin. Those are important. Why? Because they help keep the precious blood of our Lord from being dripped onto. The floor, the the corporal, the the square cloth that we put on the altar. You know, again, at the home we might think of something like a corporal, like a placemat. But at the altar, there to catch the particles when the priest is consecrating the holy Eucharist, when the bread becomes our Lord, body, blood, soul, and divinity. You know, we believe that every last every last particle. Is our Lord. And the corporal's there to catch those particles. And so it's really just a great thing uh, to, to remember that all of these things we use for liturgical use are important. And that's why we bless them. You know, they're important and so we bless them. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. By the way, if you have something at home that, uh, you know, maybe you've been thinking I should get this blessed. If you have a new rosary, you have a new devotional, um, like a, a Sunday Missal or something like that. Mainly a rosary, a, a holy medal, a scapular. Uh, you should be enrolled in the scapular. If, if you're not, we go check out our podcast. We've got episodes on that. But ask Father to bless those devotional items. I'm sure he'd be happy to do so. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. You've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Don't forget to pray your rosary today.